All right, all right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Today we're going to be talking about human design charts. And not only that, we're going to be talking about my human design chart. And I'm going to be sharing that on the show. Um, today's episode has been sponsored by Phoenix Identity. They're offering you a clarity session. If you're feeling like you don't know who you are, if you're feeling lost and alone, that session is going to help you gain some clarity and start feeling like yourself and start feeling like you're in control. They do have a coupon that'll get you their clarity session for $97 instead of $149. And that coupon code is clarity one. So go and check that out. If you feel lost and alone, go and sign up for that clarity session. Um, again, I'm your host, Melissa Kretzler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of not only Just a Live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network, which will be launching in the next month. Go and check out the Facebook group for now. There is a lot of exciting stuff to come with that. So if you are watching or following the show, please go like and follow and share on our various social media platforms and join our newsletter at justalivetv.com where you can find all of our previously viewed episodes and mini episodes as well as our blog. So today, again, we're going to be talking about human design charts. And to do that is a human design chart expert, Leah Moore. So Leah, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, and thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. I'm excited to be here and to be sharing something that has not only been transformational for me, but just, you know, oh, when we get into it, you understand why it becomes life-changing and just completely like overtaking in the, in the person that I am. But it's something that I have just become absolutely so passionate about and seeing the practical applications of something that has been fascinating for me for years. Um, so I myself am, I, I work specifically in the business side of human design. I work with BG5 consultants, or I am a BG5 consultant. I work with business, or business owners specifically looking to embrace their human design so that they can align with that and then resist or to release the resistance, the frustration, the, the bitterness that comes along with building a business when you become aligned with who you naturally are and how you are naturally designed to show up in the world. And that's what human design does for all of us. I love that. I love how you use human design for that. I do that as well, but without human design, because I never went in to learn about human design. But as you and I were talking in the pre-screening, it was actually really interesting to see my own human design chart and know that a lot of the things that I struggled with in business were some of them really connected to my human design chart. And not everybody's teaching you how to be a business owner utilizing your skills. Like um, we're going to talk about mine. And one of the things that in, in mine is that I am a manifesting generator, specifically an emotional manifesting generator. So I take all the things that I'm passionate about and I end up creating six businesses where most people will turn around and they'll be like, Melissa, you need to focus on one thing. Don't be doing six things at once. But that didn't work for me. And I'm more focused than I've ever been and more driven than I've ever been running six businesses than I am, you know, when I was running one or two and trying to fight myself. And that's, so I'm going to start the video off there. I fought myself consistently and constantly because it was do one thing or you shouldn't, you know, I would flip from everybody's like, Oh, one business, one business. Well, trying to fit all of my passions into one business didn't work for me. And then it would be 
how do I post? Where do I post? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? I couldn't figure any of that out because I was going to everybody else's shoulds and woulds rather than really just embracing my own identity. And one of my businesses is identity coaching, which is a Phoenix identity, right? And it's just really embracing your own unique identity. So I do that outside of the, the human design chart. But at the same time, now I'm seeing human design chart. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe if I had known this a little bit earlier, it would have been quite helpful. Um, but it's still, it's not just understanding the human design chart. It's actually using it and then knowing how it fits you. Because not every human design chart, in my opinion, is going to fit whoever it's made for. For the most part, but the interpretation might be different. The, you know what I mean? And that's where somebody like you comes in or somebody where I come in where it's like, okay, well, this might, this might fit you title wise, but how does it work for you? Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's just like any other type. So any other archetype that we create, whether it be, I mean, we're very familiar with the archetypes in, in astrology right? We have Aries, we have Taurus, we have Sagittarius, we have yeah. all of these people, but they're not all the same. Yeah, that applies to human design as well. Just because both of us happen to be manifesting generators, our manifesting generator makeup is completely different from mm -hmm. one another. And so even though we have similar traits, and yes, we have the capacity to be multi passionate and to have this desire to do multiple things, the way that that shows up for us is completely different. So for you, you have a defined G center and identity, your identity center itself is defined. So you have a very strong identity in itself. And at the same time, being a multi-passionate person, you can find your identity in those multiple passions. I have an undefined G center. So while I do have multiple passions, I don't necessarily find myself. I sample from a lot of other people's passions and in that create my own. So yeah. it's a little bit different for me to have multiple businesses. Although I have multiple interests, I have to find a way to harness them into something that makes more of a, what we call niching, right? So it becomes more of a, a conglomerate because that's the only way that I can feel whole. Whereas you have a strong identity so that no matter where you walk in, you still have a solid foundation. So it becomes a little bit different. And, and yes, that is where having a human design or BG5 consultant is really nice when it comes to looking at your individual charts. Yes, you can look at this information, you can go and research, and I will tell you, you will fall down the rabbit hole and you will be there forever if you try to do this all on your own. Because again, we have our own inner authorities, and this is one of the beautiful things that human design brings us is it gives us back our own autonomy. But at the same time, as a guide, I have an outer authority and my outer authority is only triggered by the people that I'm around. And that outer authority is essentially gaining the wisdom from whatever it is that you have in your chart and being able to bring that to light to you. I, you can't do that for yourself. You can't stand outside of yourself and look at your own chart and be able to gain wisdom. The other thing that's really beautiful about human design is even in looking at the chart and even having multiple readings or consultations from different people, you are going to get different information because it's 
because it is, again, it's the connections that we have um, within our own charts that allow us to crack open the codes for the other person. Yeah. Um, and also it is our own area of expertise. So as I started off saying, my area of expertise happens to be in the business world. I don't, and I say this with all loving kindness, I don't care about the personal life that human design allows us to open up. My desire, because I have a very strong logical circuitry within my chart, meaning that I have a very large, a very, very logical you know, approach to most things that I do. I wanted to find a way to make this practical knowledge. Like, I don't care that it's the woo-woo. The woo-woo part is beautiful and I love it, but it's what, how do I actually get this to make me money? How do I actually get this to move my life forward? Not, well, how does this make me feel better about myself? So my approach to human design, my approach to how I work with the information and the research that I've the rabbit hole that I've gone down leads me down that practical knowledge. Whereas you'll find a different practitioner, a different guide who's all about, well, how do you feel into the energy? How do you find your identity within that? And that's what makes a difference. And this is, yeah. you know, the beautiful thing you can get both sides. So it's not, you don't find one teacher and that's the end of the world. You know, you don't find one guru and go, oh, well, this is the only person I listen to. Because the thing is, is they only have their amount of knowledge. And as Ra, who brought this system to us, said, is that not everybody's designed to gather it all. So yeah. we all have our own limitations and what we can learn and what we can offer. But the thing is, is what I have to offer may be the one key that you are missing from the last person that gave you yeah. that reading. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's it. There are so many different people doing so many different things, right? We can be doing similar things, but we do have our own unique way of looking at things, our own perspective, right? And you altruistically, all of us, our perspectives based on our internal, it's based on our thought processes, our emotions, our beliefs, what works for us, what doesn't work for us, right? And that's totally fine. And I think stepping into that is the key. I did a, a quick TikTok before we went live and I said, you know, we're doing my human design chart today, but can you imagine not just reading your human design chart, but using it in your everyday life to help you move forward, right? And that's the key to help you move forward, whether it's step-by-step, step, whether it's leaps and bounds, doesn't matter what it looks like, it's getting to know who you are and what makes you tick and what makes you work. And to have stuff like this and stuff like the gene keys, I know we're not talking about that today, but that's another variation of things that you can look into on how to maneuver through life and really just identify who you are. Now, again, I do it without using the gene keys or all of that because again, I'm just weird like that and <laughs> I've kind of created my own system. Um, but it, it definitely, it definitely works. Okay, so let's get into my my um, human design chart. I'm not going to pop it up yet. I, I think I might actually um, link it in the video or, or something along those lines at some point. Um, but for any of you, I don't normally do this, but for any of you watching, if you want to connect with Leah to get your own done, you can do that because her link is in the description of this video. So definitely get that done. But let's take a look into mine. So um, I have, you know, other than what it tells me at the bottom, I have no idea what I'm looking at. So right. 
And even at that, it's like, well, what does this mean? You know, there's yeah. so many things. So this is going to be a fire hose introduction to how do I drink, you know, in the information of human design. Um, whenever you're doing this, you never want to take it all in at once. There are layers. It's like an ogre. There are layers. You have to peel back each layer. And as you peel back each layer, other things begin to sink in. They may begin to make sense. So when you're looking at your human design chart, you are looking at a slew of information that as a consultant, we're like, wow, we see this, 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 and this certain things pop out to us naturally. As a, a beginner, when you begin to look at this information, you go, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I have no idea what I'm looking at. None of this makes any sense. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. So as we do with anybody, there is always a foundation. There's always grammar. Um, I'm a homeschool parent, so I and I do a classical model in teaching, and that's kind of how I start with everything. You have to know the vocabulary. If you don't know the vocabulary, you can't get anywhere else. So just as a general vocabulary, we usually start with your type, right? So there are five types, technically four, and one of them has this extra little power, so we give them their own style of types. But the five types is makes up, okay, so 70% of the world is made up by what we call generators. Now, generators are those, so if you're looking at your own particular chart and you're looking at the, the centers as they're colored in, there are some that are colored in and some that are white. If there's a colored in center, it means it is defined. If it is white, it means it's undefined. Um, and the colored in center that we are looking for immediately in a generator is the sacral center. Now that is the second square from the bottom. So when you're looking at that particular thing, you know, immediately that person is a generator. There's nothing else that they can be because they have this sacral energy. And this energy basically means that they are lit up in the world. They're designed to be here to build things, to create things, to run businesses, to make things move in the world. Without a builder, nothing gets done. So regardless if they're a builder, meaning generator, I use uh, BG5 ter terminology as well, so I do apologize if that confuses anybody, but it's the same thing, a generator, um, or a manifesting generator, and I will go into the difference between the two here in a second, I mean, unless they have that center, they are not designed to really create and move the world forward in such a huge and powerful way. Yeah, I'm going to quickly I'll share mine. So everybody kind of gets an idea of what we're talking about. I'll quickly share mine. Um, okay. Here is Oh, can you see it? It's uh, yeah, I, we can see it. We can see it a little if you want to zoom in, then you could actually kind of cut off some of the bottom stuff. That's okay. Okay, so here is, as everybody can see, here is my human design chart. Um, Scroll down a little bit so we can see the bottom. There you yeah. go. So this is the matrix that she's showing or just describing is the, the color centers. And those are your chakras, right? Um, yes, they, um, it's a nine centered being versus a seven centered being. So the chakra system that we are familiar with um, that most of us are aware Straight of up and down is seven it's seven centers this is a nine so it's an advancement on the the seven sacred seven centered sacred being we become nine centered beings so it's a there's a whole conversation there too <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, in talking about this, we'll continue on. So we're talking about that, sac that sacral center. With that being defined, it makes you a generator of any nature. Now, if we go two centers up to the next square that is brown on her chart, that is the throat motor or the throat center. And when that is defined, it's a manifesting generator, especially when it is connected to that sacral center. So it can be connected. It can be lit up by a couple different ways but needless to say instead of being a generator she is a manifesting generator which actually happens to be my type as well um manifesting generators are here just to do things a little quicker so if we were looking at the story of the tortoise and the hare the tortoise is the generator the hare is the manifesting generator they're both going to get to the same results the thing about a manifesting generator is they tend to hop along faster sometimes skipping some steps along the way and needing to backtrack to fix some of the, the problems that they created for themselves but the don't i know that of, yeah exactly but the whole point is that they're here to get things done to be find the most efficient route to do things in a most uh, a more efficient more um progressive way than a generator who is literally going to follow the steps by step by step to make sure that things are done so you need both of those in the world in order to make things happen now when we don't have that sacral center defined when we we have three other types or sorry we have two other types when we don't have that sacral center defined we have the manifestors we have the I'm sorry, we do have three projectors and the reflectors. So reflectors have no centers defined whatsoever. So their chart would look all white with some spotted dots all over it. Um, a projector would not have that sacral center and have some other things defined, but it depends on what kind of projector that they are. So there's many different kinds. And then the last one of those is the manifester. A manifester would not have that sacral center defined, but have the throat defined. And there's some other things that are involved with that. But since we're talking about your chart specifically, I don't want to get into the other types, but I'm happy to go through them with anybody who does want to take a look at their chart. So looking at your chart, we know, first of all, that you're a manifesting generator. What that tells us is that you're going to be one of those people who's here to make things happen in the world and to make things happen quickly. Now, the next thing that we like to talk about when we talk about looking at your chart and knowing that you're a manifesting generator is how do we utilize this information to our best ability? So if I know that I'm a manifesting generator, what are some of the things that I'm going to know? Well, I have two signposts that the two signposts I like to kind of like into a uh, to a riverbank. So if I'm flowing through life, there are two riverbanks that are going to tell me if I'm on track or if I'm off track in life. And when I start to feel frustrated as a manifesting generator, it's an indication that I am off track, <laughs> that I need to make some changes because something is not quite right. When I feel successful, when I feel satisfied, that means that things are working well. And that's the thing about generators. It's not, our satisfaction is not determined necessarily by success, but literally feeling exhausted, having utilized our energy properly. By utilizing our energy properly, we are doing the things that we love. And when we're doing the things that we love, we have the energy to continue to do them. Now, just as it's important to know that we have the energy, that that human, that the, the, the 
generator types have this magnetic energy, have this energizer bunny kind of energy. It's also really important to know that we are utilizing that energy properly for us. So those that don't have this energy are looking for it. And unfortunately, since 70% of the world has it, that minority of people, and I don't say this in a bad way, but if you have to get things done, you have to have that majority doing the work, the minority has taken over and they said, okay, well, let's get them to be the worker bees. So it's just as important for those that have the energy to realize this energy is mine to dole out at my leisure. It's not for everybody. And so we have to become discerning in the work that we do. We may have the energy to do everything, but is it designed for us to do? Are we actually doing things that we are, that make us happy, that make us light up specifically as manifesting generators? And when we try to pigeonhole ourselves into, like you said earlier, niching for you, when you try to pigeonhole yourself into one business, it didn't work for you because it didn't feel good. It didn't align with who you were designed to show up and how you're designed to show up. So any questions there? No, I like that. Uh, the only question, and, and it does make sense for me because it is, I do find that when my life is going good and 90% of the time it does is that satisfaction, right? I don't, I, I'm easily frustrated, but it's momentary. It doesn't like, I don't stay angry for, like, I don't hold grudges very often. I, in some cases, yes. Um, but I very rarely hold grudges. I'm very quick to emotion. It's Kate, I'm angry. I process that because that's one of my, my gifts is I process that. <clears throat> and then I'm satisfied again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, my only question is the, at the bottom where it says type. So we've talked about manifesting generators, but what is an emotional manifesting generator? I'm all big on emotions. So I like that. Perfect segue. So for our generators, actually for all types, the solar plexus center, which is the triangle on the right hand side of your screen. So if you were looking at, if you, you imagined you were that body, it would be on your left hand side, but it has the six, the 37, the 22, the 36, the 49, the 55 and the 30. If you see those numbers in it, that's the, that's the triangle that I'm talking about. If that center is defined, it makes whoever has that an emotional creature, an emotional being. What that is, is that we have three awareness centers. The oldest awareness center you also have defined, which is directly across from the solar plexus, which is the spleen. The spleen is our oldest awareness center. And as the oldest awareness center, it is an instinctual awareness. If a bear is coming and chasing you, you don't have time to think about it. You just react, right? That is how the spleen works. Our second oldest awareness center is the Ajna which is going to be directly below the triangle at the top. So that second triangle that's green, that's called the Ajna, the awareness center. That is a second, that's our second awareness center where we learn to process things, where we learn to think about things. We became aware of things, but now we are becoming more emotionally aware. And right now the solar plexus acts as a motor center. So it has energy, but it also acts as an awareness center. So we are becoming more emotionally aware as individuals. This is one of those centers that kind of got a little bit of a mutation. And there is a mutation on that particular 
center. So that's a whole nother ball game. I'm not going to go there. But the point is, is that it becomes your authority. So when we go into talking about authorities, it, it is that we stop giving our authority, our judge, our, uh, our process of deliberation over to other people. So as time has gone on, that process of awareness, that uh, Ajna has been the way that we've processed things. And a lot of that meant giving our autonomy, our authority over to other people. Well, the beautiful thing about learning your design is that you understand that your autonomy is within your body. You can find a way to make decisions within the body that do not require you to actually utilize your head. And as an emotional being, your emotions help you determine your uh, decision-making strategy. So how you go about making decisions. Now, as an emotional authority, it's important to know that you don't make decisions in the moment because you can either be making them in a high or in a low. So if you're in an emotional high, a lot of times we have a tendency to regret the, the decisions that we make because we thought it was going to be a good idea. So and it can be vice versa as well. If we make a decision when we're in a low and we're, and it's against we were actually feeling, we could yeah. potentially be making it. So I have a, way. I have a question in there because I am exceptionally analytical and I don't make decisions based on my emotions. I control my emotions and I'm, that's one of the reasons I am very much an emotional manifesting generator. I'm very knowledgeable and I'm very strong in my emotions, but I've also controlled them. So 99% of the time, or even 90, I'll give it 95, 95% of the time, I don't react with emotion. I feel the emotion, know what it's telling me. And then I put it aside and I think logically, that's how I make decisions. I don't. So is there something in here that points to that? Well, it, I would beg to differ a little bit about how you have, have chosen your words here, I guess. It's not that you're controlling the emotions, but you are recognizing, you're able to recognize your emotions and regulate them as opposed to being controlled by them. And that's not what we're trying to say as an emotional being. You're not controlled by your emotions, but you understand that you do have emotions. I have the center completely open. So I do not actually resonate with most emotional creatures, right? Yeah. But you recognize that you have emotional waves, right? You have an emotional reaction or a response. Now, instead of succumbing to that emotion, you have actually learned to recognize the emotion for what it is and to recognize whether it is something that is beneficial for you or whether it's something that is guiding you. When you make a decision then after processing the emotion, you have actually done exactly what you're supposed to do. You have a gut instinct. You're first a generator and generators have a gut instinct, right? We have a, a a guttural feeling of whether it's a yes or a no. We have this general feeling. Now the emotional overrider of the emotional center gives us a pause on that so that we don't necessarily run right into that reaction, especially as a manifesting generator, we tend to hop onto things very quickly. But instead you have that little bit of emotional regulator that goes, whoa, 
you sometimes will feel that when it's appropriate. It's not always going to happen, but that emotional regulator comes into play. You process the emotion. What you think is that you are mentally processing it, but you are recognizing for what it is and then making a decision from that. Knowing the, the point is, is that you have a better feeling of whether it is a good fit for you or not. When we mentally think through processes, we can override how we emotionally felt about something, or we can override how we felt instinctually, gutturally about that. Um, and as a manifesting generator as well, you have a channel that directly connects your solar plexus to your throat. So sometimes you may tend to actually speak before you think. So it's like the, the thought, the, the pattern was there so quickly that act to act on that you just literally, the guttural instincts come right out. You, it's instead of being a physical feeling, it comes right out of your mouth. You're like, here you go, there's the answer. And so that, again, that's where the emotional regulator sometimes comes into play and depends on how you have learned to work with it. it and a lot of most, most people aren't as aware. We, I mean, we all are aware of that. Most people are not aware of their own emotional centers. And so the fact that you won, you work with it, makes it that much easier for you to recognize when something comes to you and whether it's a good fit for you or not. Yeah. And yeah, because, um, and, and I always, in my own, right, because again, I do this in my own way, is all of our emotions for me and the way that I teach it is all our emotions are based off of our beliefs. They're based off of our thoughts, our, you know, what we experience, how we experience them, our thoughts and fears, and that becomes an emotional response or emotional reaction, I should say. So I tend to not react. I tend to hold that emotion and go, okay, <laughs> this is how I feel right now, right? So for the last 15 years since my husband and I started dating before that <laughs> the first the first 20 years before that at least um it did it, it was I reacted and when I got to a certain place in in my emotions there was no filter it was I'm going to hurt you worse than you've hurt me or more than I felt you know scared or any of that and that's my goal. I don't care what you, I don't care who you are, how you feel, nothing. Like my emotions right. don't play. It's instant reaction, right? And that would oh. be what we would consider the shadow side or the mm -hmm. negative side of having that emotional response. You're yeah. not living in the height of the height of that, the wisdom of that particular center. Yeah. As you just said, once you hit a certain point, you started to recognize how those responses so instead of having that guttural response that that instinctual the gut what is that knee-jerk reaction that's the word i'm looking for that knee-jerk mm -hmm. reaction to somebody triggering you you learn to work with the emotions and re recognize it for what it was as opposed to allowing it to control you yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's ultimately what we want to teach people because we with 
those that have emotional authority, we want to be able to teach them to be able to work with that because their job is to teach the rest of us <laughs> who don't have emotional authority. Your wisdom is that you have it, you've lived through it, you've had that experience. And so exactly what you do for a living and helping people recognize their emotions and then recognizing how to work with that is exactly the work that you are aligned to do because you have this it's a natural play in your life where I don't naturally attract that. I naturally attract, uh, you know, it's instinctual situations because my spleen is my awareness center yeah. or guttural re responses. And I like that because it, it is true. Every one of my businesses is focused on your unique identity, which causes emotions. And your identity center being defined is another reason why that would be so strong for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally every single one of them. Even mm -hmm. even the talk show, right? Let's talk about the hard topics. Let's talk about the taboo subjects. Let's talk about who you are and why you're not happy, right? <laughs> and and getting to the bottom of that. And human design helps with that. And I love that we're showcasing that on this show. So what else do you want to share about mine? Because uh, I like the profile. Um, <laughs> I, like the, I like the first part of the profile. So if you want to read that out. <laughs> Your profile being a 2-4, being a hermit and an opportunist. I am so, absolutely a hermit. <laughs> and this is not a bad thing. Hermit no. does not mean bad thing. Um, so here's the thing there are six different profiles because there are six different lines the first being the investigator the second being the hermit the third being the martyr the fourth being the opportunist the fifth being the oh what what do they call them this one um the role model is the sixth one and for some reason i am completely drawing a blank on the fifth line give me hold on hold on a second i will pull it right up uh where is my, where is my profile? Profile three, five. Oh, that's lovely. It's not showing me on that one. Um, oh, is sorry, it? my Alexa no, decided to talk to me. <laughs> is, it, is it possible to be all six? No, you have lines that have all six. You do have, if you were looking at your chart, you would see next to your, um, so if you look at the chart, yeah, where your profile comes from is that first your sun sign. So you'll see that your sun is defined in 59.2 and then 20.4. Now those are the gates within your body chart. So the two and the four are what make up your profile. So that's how you got the two four. But if you look through the rest of the chart, you'll notice that the placement of the sun, the moon, uh, Venus, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Uranus, all of those have a, a gate number and then they have a dot after them. So you do actually pick up line traits. Um, you do pick up different and it's kind of like a, the way I like to say it, it's like a different octave on the same, on, on a key. So if I'm playing C, you might be middle C, but the next person is C an octave above you and C an octave above that is going to be the difference in the lines. So, so does it still, could it depend on situation then? Um, so like if, 
uh, investigator. That's that's a huge one for me, but it's it depends, right? Like if I'm watching a movie or a crime show, I'm like, I know who did it. <laughs> Instantly. So your profile, your profile defines who you are publicly, mm. how you're designed to show up. So for instance, as a two, as a hermit, you are designed to have a specialty, to have a natural gift. You're called the natural in, in, in the BG5 world. So as a natural, you have natural gifts and tendencies, but you don't, you're not one of those, you, you have this natural research level as well. Okay. So, but you're not one of those who's going to just put it out there. You like to be recognized before you just start sharing all of your gifts. And a lot of times the reason why it's called the hermit is because you need to be called out by others. You don't recognize the natural gifts that you have. And so in order to be able to give them, somebody else has to recognize your gifts for you and, and say, hey, listen, you're really good at that. Why don't you share that with the rest of the world? You're not designed to go, hey, look at me. That's the fourth line. <laughs> which is your other one. So the sixth line does that as well. Oh, the heretic is line number five, by the way. I just, it just popped into my head. But um, so that's what your line two does. And that's the, the side of you that you're conscious about. Like, you know that you have natural gifts, but you don't necessarily share them with everybody. And then the four is the networker. We call, a, a, it's a, the opportunist first and foremost. So people, sometimes have a tendency to have a negative negative connection to that word. Wow, I'm having a hard time with words today. <laughs> um, but they have, they think of the opportunists as something that's bad. But here's the thing, and this is, this is me getting up on my soapbox for one second. There's a reason why the language is the language, right? The reason that I use the language that was originated by the person who brought all of this information forward is because words have power. Words have vibrations, words have uh, the ability to change. But when you change the word, you change the vibration, you change the power of the word. That doesn't mean there isn't an interpretation on it. But if I change the word opportunist to networker, I've completely changed the meaning of the word. So if I start with the opportunist, letting you know that your biggest gift is the fact is that you find opportunities in everything. As a networker, you know how to find the right people. You naturally are the people that come, that people come to you and you connect people. That's your network. Your network is your strongest gift. If you don't have a network, you don't have business coming to you. You actually do best if you have a strong network and just building your network gives you the opportunities. So you see how you become an opportunist by building a network. Yeah. You, if you change the language, it changes everything. So that's me off my soapbox. So for everybody watching, I'm going to jump on my soapbox for a second and say, I need you to share with the world that this is the best talk show ever made. You need to start sharing it. Come on, people. I love you. Please help. Yeah. Um, make everybody else yes. tell you that this is going to be the greatest talk show in the world. You know, like, come on, keep, let's keep it going. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the ones I, one of the other ones I wanted to uh, touch on was the sleeping phoenix. Can you explain that one? And the reason I asked so that I, is, you know, for everybody watching, the reason I asked that is number one, a phoenix identity is my company. I just rebranded it. Number two, 
Um, my son and I have matching Phoenix tattoos. Mm. And what I do with my clients is take them on a Phoenix journey. So burning it to the ground and starting over. <laughs> yeah, for the burning down, burning to the ground, what no longer works. Exactly. What, yeah. What's no longer serving you, burning it down and, and bringing it back to life in its yeah. own new form. So the Sleeping Phoenix is called your um, incarnation cross, right? So the incarnation cross is your uh, nodals. So it's your north node and your south node. So it's that journey. And it creates a cross on the wheel if you were looking at the mandala. That's why it's called the incarnation cross. Essentially, it's your journey that you're here to perform. Now, it's not necessarily something that you have to be um, conscious of. And then most people aren't. And actually, it's not usually something that comes into play until much later in your life. So for those 20, 30 somethings that are looking at their information right now, please ignore it because this is something that's naturally going to come to you. And the more you try to force it in, the worse it's going to be for you because you can't do that. There are cycles in life and there's a reason why these cycles are there so that you have the opportunity to learn, you have a journey to go on. And part of that is there. So your incarnation cross tends to come in closer to your 50s actually because as um in the the nine century being you really aren't considered an adult until you get to 50. so for all of you guys who don't know what you want to do yet and you're still waiting to grow up it's okay you've got time so i'm an oddball and i love it i i embrace my inner uniqueness i am an old soul if you are woo i am just about the end of my reincarnation life cycle um, I, I'm, I know that I'm gifted on that. I will admit that it's not a conceit thing. It is. I know that I've lived many, many lifetimes. So oh, yeah. my progression is a lot earlier than most. Um, so I'm 39 this month or not this month, this year. Uh, so what is the, the RAX, the sleeping Phoenix three mean for me? Because it might be coming close. So you're in, you should be probably very close to you. I'm going to check another chart here. My guess is you are in your Uranus cycle, actually, right now. Your Uranus opposition started last year. So you actually just had your Uranus opposition. I'm later. I, my Uranus opposition was much later. Um, so you are actually starting to go towards that. Now, each here's the thing about um, incarnation crosses. They're quite complex. <laughs> so there's actually, when you get into the specifics of it, and I would actually need to pull up your, um, not only the sleeping Phoenix itself, but then get into the line of the sleeping Phoenix, there ends up being somewhere in the neighborhood of 900 different incarnation crosses to go through. So this is not something that you actually get from a generic or a general reading. You actually have to go in pretty deep in order to get that information. Um, I can actually pull your incarnation cross here really quick. Uh, I did have quite a few transformations last year. And that would be part of your Uranus. You felt what happens in your Uranus cycle. And, and this is something I'm still learning because it's something that um, I'm going through right now is that you tend to fall more into your actual alignment of who you were designed to be. And um, where you are, 
showing up in the world, things seem to just kind of start to evolve um, when you get there. But I will say the reason why most people get excited about your particular your particular cross is because we are currently as a society, as world, we are in the, the cross of the, the planning where the, we've been in the cross of planning for many years. And as of 2027, the world shifts into the cross of the Phoenix as well. So in general, those with the sleeping Phoenix are those that are here to begin to light that path to get us to the new wave of whatever the changes are that are coming. Um, so a lot of sleeping phoenixes just coming into contact with the sleeping phoenix tends to make transitions in people that they are just, if they, they weren't aware of. And so one of the things that's beautiful about what you do is that you are creating this change. You're looking to help people to make those changes in their lives and in making those changes, um, you're actually fulfilling your purpose. I'm trying to find your exact one because it's- And it's interesting dream. how much more is coming too. Um, mm -hmm. the, a Phoenix Identity does that with identity coaching. The yeah. Butterfly Lotus Company does that with spiritual teaching. Um, the My Biz Fits Me is all about creating a business that actually fits you, <laughs> which is what I had to do. Um, yeah. And then the show, the show itself is, this show is all about understanding who you are. It's about understanding that we're not, we're unique individuals, but we all go through horrible experiences. We all have a story to tell and none of us are alone. And the next thing that's coming is the Women Supporting Women Can Network. That network is about to launch and it's like nothing we've ever had before. And it's transformative and like, yeah, I'm so excited for that. That's awesome. So just as a quick um, introduction mm -hmm. to your particular one, this incarnation, your incarnation cross is all about making close contact with others. Um, you strive to have an intimacy with others and will quickly distance yourself from anything but intimacy and romantic and platonic relationships if you don't have that connection with people. Um, incarnation is, this incarnation is a means to a numerous fast moving close encounters as gate 59 looks to disperse the energy amongst all of humanity. Your multitude of awakenings that you will come to in this life will primarily trigger you through your intimate relationships and intimacy with the self. Embracing your inner spirit and unleashing your charisma to your relationships will ease your transformation process in the rising of ashes. So that's specifically on yours. <laughs> I like the Phoenix even more. <laughs> yes. But the really, you know, it's, it's so much about change and about creating change and bringing change. And because you have, and I'm just going to kind of summarize based on looking at your chart really quick here for you. I mean, having that defined throat gives you that ability and especially connected directly to your sacral center, having the energy to make lasting and impactful changes, having a, a defined identity, 
helps you to help other people with their identities, finding their identities and having a defined will, which we didn't actually talk about either. You have a defined will center, which allows you to have the drive to actually get things done, even though your drive and stamina isn't defined the emotional awareness and helping people move through to make and create the changes that they need to make, having the energy, but also having the awareness of the, of in the moment, having that instinctual knowledge of how to help people, let alone the fact that you have the gate 45 in your throat, which makes you a very independent individual who likes to be able to do things on your own, does not like to be controlled by other people, but at the same time, understands that you're here to educate and to in, to create more in the tribe to actually do more yep. for the tribe and in doing that the process through which you do that is education and bringing that education to enlighten people to bring people up to the next level through your gate of ideas um, which is actually in your rajna and then um, just having that, you have the money, you have the, not the money line, you have the salesman's chart. So you have the ability to find your way into sales and be able to sell ice to an Eskimo. Well, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> Which means all of the stuff that's coming your way, people, is going to be absolutely fantastic. It is though. And I think the biggest thing about my chart that I love so much is that it is, it is talking about emotion. It's talking about that intimate connection. And um, I mentioned my painting that somebody, I had that painting commissioned for me, um, the painting behind me. Mm -hmm. And when I had that painting commissioned for me, it was to tap into my energy. The whole purpose of the painting was like, it's, it's a representation of me and the entire chart is chakra colors. It is uh, passion because my power center is my sacral chakra, right? That's my power center because that's the one that I utilize most frequently. I love that connection. I, my, I find power in being desired, in being needed and wanted and not necessarily in a sexual way, but just in a, in general, right? Having people see my worth and point it out or my value and point it out. But I also want to make those connections. I started all my businesses, not necessarily because I wanted to be rich and famous. Absolutely half the population wants to be rich and famous. Still not my goal. I just want my mansion and my beach house. <laughs> I, that's what I want. Not asking for much. No, but uh, but idealistically, it was because I saw people hurting, and I saw people unhappy, and I knew that I had the means, the way, and the abilities to teach them how to change their life, not necessarily themselves. Um, I created a quote with one of my last clients, and it was, um, "It isn't changing who you are." is changing how you express who you are, mm. right? Um, I'm a wife and mother, that's not who I am. That's an expression, right? It's a role, it's a title, right? Yep. Anybody can be a mother, but I express my passion and my, my gratitude and my fierceness through being a mother, right? It's expression and not everybody knows that. So. For me, a lot of this is, is just creating that ability to 
share that with people. And you know, the beautiful thing is, is that what you're saying, and I'm like, it hits so hard when you said it too, because I I was looking directly at your chart at that 45, which I said, the gate 45, which happens to be your North node as well, which basically means it's your trajectory. It's where you're going. It's what the whole plan of your life. It's where you're supposed to be headed is in creating environments and education and creating uh, the ability to up level the people that are around you. And in doing so, you're fulfilling the role of the king or the queen, they call it the role of the leader, the tribe, you have the only voice of the tribe, you're literally designed to speak for the tribe, only voice. <laughs> and there she goes, there's the queen. <laughs> there's one. But at the same time, I want to warn you that it is important for you to have a prime minister. You need to have somebody who is actually putting the plans into place for you. You are here and designed to create the brilliance, but do. I know. I don't like doing the work. I don't like doing the work. Do you know how much? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I'm, I'm scrolling back for a minute because now that you mentioned crowns, right? And everybody gets to see my butt. Uh, now that you're mentioning crowns, I, over the last two years, have begun to become obsessed with crowns. Um, the one that I just put on, the crystal one, my mama actually bought me. That was my, that was my present last year. My mama bought me this one. And then this was my first one. Nice. Right? Because why not? Oh, and then I not. bought myself this one last year. And this is like my favorite one. Nice. It's, it's perfect. Purple. It's freaking perfect. purple. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no. So <sighs> forgive me for my right hand woman who <laughs> I don't know if she's watching this, but um I have over the last like I said, since I started the show over the last six months, it has just been one thing after another that's come up that that I'm creating. And in the process of that, I created Women Supporting Women. That, so I already had the Women Supporting Women Network. And that vision of what I wanted was a support group for women. It was a place women can go and be themselves and talk about what's going on in their life, share their wins, you know, have other people uplift them when they win and, you know, help pick them up or just even sit with them when they're not winning. And you know, creating that space. So what I've created and, and what's launching in the next week is the Women Support, the Women Supporting Women Network is going to be a membership platform for women where you get access to not only myself and, and my insider circles, but also you get access to all the other women who join the membership, all of the other, there's different tiers to it where you get different items or different things, different learning, different access, but all of it is meant to provide, you know, resources, provide a directory of people who are focused on spirituality, motherhood, um, self-development, um, health and wellness, relationships, all of that in one place globally. Nice. And that's what that's what I've created. So I'm very excited for that. And for anybody watching, we are taking applications for anybody who wants to join my um, join as a provider. Um, there's an application process for that. We're not just going to have anybody uh, in that in that sphere. So if you'd like to be a, a, you know, a provider, please reach out. Also, we're going to have, you know, it's open for members of 
any age, any area, as long as you're female or identify as female, preferably, um, and, and go through that process, right? Because we need to stick together. And my biggest thing for that is I, I don't generally focus on women in my businesses. Excuse me, that is the only one that specifically focuses on women, just so all the men know that's, that's the only one. Um, we are so hard on ourselves as women. And I know I'm segueing and I'm, I'm rabbit holing here, but <laughs> when women support other women, we can do anything, we can be anything, and we can change anything. Imagine what can happen in a global women's group, how much we can change the world. And now I've got goosebumps. So yes. Um, all right. So I know it's three o'clock. So we do have to start saying goodbye. Um, anything else you'd like to add about my chart or human design in at all? I know there's something I want to add, but I'll let you go first. You know, the beautiful thing that I love about human design is it doesn't put you in a box. There's people who look at human design and say, well, this says I have to be this, and this says I have to be this, and this person told me this. And again, you need to go back to the foundations because a lot of times when you get information and, and you start feeling boxed in, it's because it's not coming from the true source, number one. And number two, it's because you haven't had the time to sit with it. The words aren't necessarily supposed to, if you feel good about something, you're not going to change. Let's just put it that way. So the words aren't designed to make you feel good. The information doesn't necessarily have to resonate. And in fact, if it doesn't, it probably is probably ringing truer than it needs to, because when we don't identify with something is, is, tend, is where we tend to need to make the most changes in our lives. And so beautiful thing about human design is it gives us the opportunity to one, take our autonomy back to it grants us permission to do some of the things or be some of the things that we desire to be, but we're told and conditioned by society not to. And then also it just gives you that clarity. It gives you, as we talk about your authority, it gives you that clarity. It gives you back your ability to make a decision from a process that doesn't require outer authority. It does not require someone else to tell you that it's okay. Yep. It gives you a way to feel that certainty, to find that certainty within yourself. And all of that can be applied in so many different ways in so many different areas of your life from relationships to your parenting, to your work environment. If you want to stay in the corporate world to being a, an entrepreneur or being a, you know, a small group leader, there are so many different dynamics that are there within the human design. You just have to ask the right resources for the information that you need in order to be able to move forward. Yeah. I like, uh, don't get, I like human design. I absolutely do. I think that I loved my mind. <laughs> it resonates really well. Again, I'm pretty confident in, in my identity and that, that does show up in that. For anybody watching who is not confident if you're not confident in your identity, if you feel like you don't know who you are, if you've done the human design chart and it, and it makes you question, or if you've done your human design chart and you feel like that's not who you are, but that's who you should be, right? Because we have that inner knowing. And I don't say should be because other people are telling you. I'm saying should be because that's what you yearn to be like, then that's conditioning. And that's where somebody like, I, like myself would come in where if you're not happy in your life, 
it's because you've been conditioned to create that life. It's not because that life is meant for you, right? When you're going through those hard times, number one, conditioning. Number two, we have experiences we have to go through to learn. If I hadn't have gone through my specific experiences, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be authoritative. I wouldn't be strong and, and individualized. It would be, <clears throat> I'd be like everybody else. And so. that's the thing. We all have our own individual journeys to, to, to walk. And, you know, it's not about comparing yourself to other people. It's about learning your journey and actually mm -hmm. diving into your journey. I mean, human design is yet another tool to help us to learn what our journey is, to learn how we were, you know, individually circuited together to actually show up and be different from other people. We're not supposed yep. to be like everybody else. You are supposed to be a unique individual and your uniqueness just shows up in your design. Yep. But, and that's the thing. Um, society has told us that we're all supposed to be the same, that we're all supposed to walk the same road, walk the same path, create the same business, do this, do that. You know, if, you know, uh, I'm a mother. So whether I breastfed or whether I bottle fed, right. I was condemned either way. It's a this or that. Yes. Right. <laughs> so it's, we're not all the same. We're not all meant to be the same. We're all unique. We all have different, we can experience the exact same thing as the person next to us and still have a different perception of it. And yes. your human design chart. I love that you said that it is just a tool. It is a tool that allows you a deeper look into who you're meant to be. Maybe not who you are today, but who you're meant to be. And that's powerful. Who you are right now is not always who you're meant to become. It's not always who you're meant to. And again, I come back to society, conditioning, parental, cultural, peers. All of their influences say, oh, you need to get married by a certain age. You need to have kids by a certain age. You need to be a lawyer or a doctor. You can't be an artist. Otherwise you're going to be starving. You know, no son of mine is going to marry a woman like that. Whatever the, the conditioning or cultural or, or any of it is creating that, that disconnect to who you are, Absolutely. right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a freedom opener, you know, it allows you allow, allow is a keyword, you know, there's so many things that put us into boxes. Yeah. This allows you to break through some of them, you know, yeah. if you choose to, yes, you know, in order to explain things, you do have to create, you know, as we talked about archetypes to begin with, you have to create things in order to be able to explain them. But ultimately, it's really the nuances with in the actual chart itself. Yes, there's commonalities. And that's the reason why we go through that information just to get you started. But the point is to get you as deep as we possibly can to the deepest level of who you are at your cellular nature so that you can actually make the changes on the surface level to actually allow you to be the person that you are makeup, your, your genetic makeup. I mean, this the, the one thing I like about human design over some of the other things that are out there is that there's a genetic component to it. There's literally a genetic crossover. There's 64 keys in there. There's guess what? There's 64 codons in the body. So you're literally looking at your genetic makeup of, of your cells when you're looking at your human design. Yeah. 
Yep. It's the logical portion of it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going to go print off all my kids' genetic uh, or human design codes. <laughs> I want to yeah. see what they're like. Um, all right. So I, I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for joining me today and giving us some insight into not only my human design, but the possibility of other people's. Oh my gosh. And then even just like as a parent, knowing that you are designed completely different from your children allows you to one. And, and this is a, again, one of the reasons why this information was given to us to allow these kids to be who they are designed to be, not try to condition them into something that they are not. So for instance, myself, I'm a manifesting generator. My partner's a generator. So we're go, go, go kind of people, right? We have the energy. Our child is a projector. And he doesn't have that energy. He doesn't have the ability to just go, go, go. He can borrow that energy, but he can get burnt out because of it. So knowing how to interact with different people is just another be beautiful thing to have in human design and to then not label them as lazy just because they don't work the same way that you do. Yes. That is a whole conditioning that we have to get over as adults, understanding that just because we work differently than other people doesn't make us lazy or stupid or undeveloped. It just makes it so that we are who we are. And when we learn to embrace that and to really lean into who and how we're designed to operate, we're going to be happier. And our happiness is way more important than someone else's label of being lazy. Call me lazy all day. As long as I'm getting things done, even if it's in my own time, we're okay. Yeah. I don't have physical and I am physically lazy. But when it comes to mentality, when it comes to emotions, when it comes to the amount of stuff I do on my computer every day, I am not lazy. My mind is constantly going, mm -hmm. but my body isn't mm -hmm. because I, I would be dead on my feet. <laughs> Well, and you also have an open head and open Ajna, which means as an open header, you probably are inspired by lots of different things all the time coming in. But especially as Manny Jens, it's really important, and especially with an open identity center and open will center, which I have as well, you have a little bit easier time because you can decipher what is there for you and what's not designed for you. But for those of us who have that inspiration that comes through all the time, it's really important for us to begin to recognize that not all the ideas that we get are designed for us. Some of the ideas are just designed for us to have in our heads or have in our realm. And guess what? Somebody's going to come into our sphere, into our aura who needs that information. And all of a sudden we have it. It wasn't that we were, you know, it wasn't destined for us. It was destined for somebody else. But yeah. We were the ones who received it and that's okay. So knowing that about yourself, you then stop beating yourself up for having all of these ideas and never taking action on them or having an idea, implementing it, and then not, not lighting you up anymore and realizing that you should have never started it to begin with. But instead of beating yourself up for starting something that you didn't, you learned from it and you moved on. That's a, that's a huge lesson, especially for anyone who has a three line or anybody who's a Manny Gen, because that's one of the things that we're, that's one of the biggest things that we're here to do is to start things and not necessarily always finish them. There, we have the energy to finish them, but we do also get turned off by things. We don't necessarily enjoy everything that we start or we are jumping ahead like that hair. We're jumping ahead so fast that we've started and then realized 
why? Why did I do this? This wasn't exciting to me. Never mind. But don't feel guilty for giving up. You're not. You're moving on to the next thing. And the experience that you had from that is going to somehow benefit you or somebody else in the future. And yeah. as long as you hold that in mind, it's so much easier to walk through your mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you joining me on this episode and giving me a reading because that was awesome. A mini session. Yes. There's so yes. much more that we can oh, go I believe. <laughs> and as I said, like that's highlights because I, my specific area of expertise is going into it and looking at it from the, the perspective of your business. How do we utilize this information um, in your working environments, in, in your daily operations, in your messaging, in your branding and how you show up online, how you actually, you know, who you're designed to be working with. Those are the things that light me up. And so those are the things that I work with specifically, um, as opposed to just general information, but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, just a family that has been your episode for today, human design charts with the added bonus is getting to see mine and understanding how a little bit on how that works. If you'd like to connect with either myself or Leah, you can do so, uh, links in the description are sponsor today a phoenix identity of course phoenix right everything's going back to that phoenix so phoenix identity if you would like to have a clarity session and start feeling like yourself and start feeling like you're in control of your life and just get that clarity to start making a couple of those little steps go check that out they also have a discount code clarity one where you get it for 97 dollars instead of 149 so go and check that out like follow and share the show if you'd like to be a guest on the show, we're always looking for people to be guest speakers. Or if you would like to see a topic featured, please reach out just to livetv.com. All right. Thank you again. All right, just a family. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.